Welcome and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Because of Grace with your host, Diana Carroll. Together through discussions, interviews, and Diana's devotional insights, we will plunge into the unsearchable depths of God's abundant grace. It is Diana's hope that through Bible-focused teaching, God will grant hope to the hopeless and rest to the weary. Now, here's Diana. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Diana Carroll, and this is Because of Grace. My purpose for doing this show and podcast is to encourage women or men that they can survive the trials of this world. You may ask, but how? Because of God's grace. Single mom, you can care for your children because of His grace. Divorced person, you can continue to carry on because of grace. The dear person hurting from the death of a loved one, you can endure because God's grace will sustain you. Our theme verse here on Because of Grace is 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which says, and this is Paul, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Last week, we heard from my son, Mark, on the difficulties of having dyslexia as a child. He told us that there were some children that were mean to him (laughs) and cruel, and he did react in some probably unsavory ways uh, to their taunting. Today, Mark will discuss with us what hardships he's endured as an adult and some of the encouragements he received from someone very special to him. I'm glad to have you again, son. Well, I am glad to be here. So my first question for you is, what helped you the most in your adult life to compensate or deal with dyslexia? Obviously, as you get older and you learn you know, learn how to just deal with knowing that you have this struggle. Also, when you when you have a relationship with God, it it definitely makes a difference. My relationship with God as a young adult was kind of rocky. My dad passed away when I was eighteen, and I fell away from him and uh, from God for a little while and struggled with that. Uh, And through that time, um, you know, I I had some jobs and so on that didn't require much as far as reading or spelling. So the struggles didn't really uh, manifest until I became uh, probably a married adult um, because that's when, you know, life gets a little bit more demanding as far as uh, using, you know, your spelling and your reading and, you know, just as you get older as an adult, uh, those, those traits definitely become, um, more evident that you need them. And, uh, the more I, the more I grew in my, my knowledge of Christ, I was able to, uh, understand it's okay that I have, these struggles, and it's okay that these struggles in my life uh, are, they're, they're not here to harm me. They're here to actually make me know that I have to rely on God. Uh, and a, as a man, 
you want to rely completely on yourself. Uh, that's a pretty typical thing, especially a strong man. And it definitely uh, reminded me of the necessity for him and that through through knowing him and walking with him, I can overcome and be a productive uh, adult, which I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to be a productive adult when I was a kid, just because in my mind, a productive adult can spell and read and uh, can converse in those ways, at least one that makes a decent living. And I didn't see a path that I could even do that. But you, you the the biggest thing for me, again, is that uh, relationship with God, because um, it does remind you that he is there and it, it helps you not take yourself so serious. <laughs> I was thinking about before uh, your father died, you went to college or at, I, I guess it was after your dad passed away. What was it like going to college for you? <laughs> It was awful. <laughs> it was, it was really bad. Uh, college was. Uh, I went there with the idea that I was going to play basketball, and <laughs> um, and just have a great time doing so, and maybe you know try to uh, find a spouse possibly, and went there with no desire to do school. Um, just kind of wanted to go there and play. And the second day I was at school, uh, <laughs> I was playing basketball, just pickup game, and came down and shattered my ankle and my uh, whole calf, tore a bunch of uh, tendons, and it just really, really boogered up my my right leg to the point where I couldn't even walk on it for probably two and a half months. So that obviously took out playing basketball. Uh, and, uh, I <clears throat> managed, uh, at school to pull off straight F's. <laughs> it was, a, it was quite the accomplishment. Um, but you know, some of that, I was also not in the right frame of mind. My, you know, that was shortly after my dad had died and I didn't really care. So, but, uh, school was very difficult. College was extraordinarily difficult. You had to read through the entire old Testament, tons of reading, tons of papers, um, and I wasn't mentally or I wasn't ready for that at all. And it was definitely definitely not something uh, as an adult now that if I were to talk with uh, parents with dyslexic kids, I would uh, make sure that your, your children are prepared uh, to go to college if that's what they desire to do because it is definitely uh, – a world of difference, especially from a homeschooler struggling with dyslexia. So is being able to laugh at yourself helpful to you and others in your situation? I mean, does it help them? Yeah, I mean, making, you know, making it light when there's mistakes made or whatever, it, it it's definitely the best route, route for me. Um, it took me a while to learn that, you know, um, laughing at yourself, not taking yourself too serious, and it's okay when people laugh at you. Um, otherwise, you, you're going to be pretty miserable uh, because there's a lot of things in life uh, 
Well, I mean, it, it's a good principle in life without dyslexia, but with dyslexia, you're going to make some pretty um, awful blunders. Uh, I have sent text messages that uh, were could be completely misread. Uh, <laughs> uh, misunderstood. Dis- misunderstood. <laughs> um, but they know who I am, and so everyone just laughs like, oh, uh, yep, I, I know who sent that, so it's not a big deal. Um, I've led music uh, at church for many years, and I have uh, – told people to turn to, to uh, you know, a certain number and started singing and everyone's looking at them around like, what are we singing? Because I gave the completely wrong page number and sang, I think, close to a, an entire stand so, all by myself until somebody <laughs> decided to stop me and say, we are not on the same page. Uh, and, you know, reading in public, all of those type things, it's just, it's better to, you know, and I, and I prepare people. I think this is, might be helpful for a dyslexic people. Don't hide it. Um, for those of you that are struggling with this at, at any stage of your life, don't hide it from people. Um, I was meeting with a new general contractor that I'm working with. Uh, I'm 41, and I don't have any problem letting him know, look, this is a, a struggle that I have, so... You know, when you get weird texts from me or ask me to do something that's along these lines, um, you know, because it's commonplace for people to ask you, well, how do you spell that? Uh, I, I have no idea. And I I make light of it. I think it's, you know, I, I, I joke around with it, but I think it's important. Make sure you identify your, you know, the struggles that you have. So I think it makes people respect you and it also takes that pressure off of having to be perfect so um now that you are married uh is marrying the right person essential and what were you looking for in a mate when you began looking well i mean again as i stated in our last uh podcast the finding the right mate is essential with or without dyslexia they can make or break you. Um, but specifically in, you know, if we want, if we <clears throat> narrow it down with the dyslexia and all of that, you know, when I found my wife, Jessica, um, you know, it, I, I wasn't trying to find someone that could help me with dyslexia. Um, not necessarily just would understand and be able to uh, easily help and not make you know you want to find someone that doesn't make you feel stupid because of the issues you have and she never has um she doesn't understand it fully my wife is extraordinarily uh exceptional as far as just who she is as a person but she's she's super smart um and uh so reading is not really a struggle spelling she's very good at uh to the point where Nobody likes to play Scrabble or anything else with her because she, she like she wins all the time. So, um, but you know she she has been amazing. Uh, we laugh all the time. Uh, you know at you know especially before um, spelling apps and so on and what came out. I'd write her notes and 
she she used to laugh quite a bit at some of my spelling, and that's okay. Like I said, it's good to laugh. It's good to um, to not take life serious uh, in in those in in that area. Um, but as far as with Jessica, she is um, she is my right arm. You know, without her. Um, there's a lot in life that would make there's a lot that goes on in my life that would be extraordinarily more difficult she um she takes care of the books she you know she is right there to help me with spelling she never you know to this day you know how how old i am you know at 41 years old i still she still helps me spell just about everything and you know i i it's okay and I have come to just this is where we are, um, but it's it's very helpful that she never she never makes me feel like hey, you know you need to try a little harder or any of the because she knows how hard I do try and it's just it's not a talent that I have to read or spell well. Um, you know I have two daughters. My youngest right now is eleven, and we sit on the couch and. Uh, we help each other read. Uh, she corrects me, and I help correct her, and we both laugh when neither one of us can figure out the the word that <laughs> we're trying to read. And you know, it, it's there are definitely some really struggle and hard times uh, with dys- dyslexia, but there's a lot of a lot of laughter and fun too. Tell us about how hard it was, or maybe funny, I don't know, when you started working with Jerry, my husband, in construction. Yeah, so that one has to do with numbers, not necessarily with spelling or reading, but we were, <clears throat> Jerry was building a concrete building, and there was some, uh, it was a, um, uh, what are they, my, my mind is blank, um, Commercial, commercial building. And so the bathrooms had to have, you know, some uh, some walls, uh, waterproofing put on them. And we had to cut holes out for plumbing and so on. And so we got we got it out there and I measured and we cut the hole and we brought it back in. And <clears throat> the hole was on the other side of the, <laughs> the wall. And uh, Jerry was... <clears throat> Visibly not as pleased because uh, they're not cheap, uh, cheap mounts. And so uh, I tried to figure out what I did. And I, <laughs> with dyslexia, you can switch numbers, make turn them backwards, do all kinds of stuff with numbers. And I was, should have cut it at 52 inches and I cut it at 25. <laughs> so it was on the complete opposite side of the wall. And uh, yeah, that that's happened to me uh, even now that I'm a, you know, that's what I do for profession. <laughs> I have, uh, yes, many times cut things the wrong way. <laughs> so you have your own business now called MJM Carpentry. So what's been the most challenging hurdle for you to overcome or work through on, on the job? Um, well, I'm just the numbers, you know, trying to make sure I don't really, I don't struggle a whole lot with math, but you know, when, sometimes when you're dealing with a piece of wood, that's two, $300, um, four, $500, you know, 
just for that one piece of wood, uh, you have to make sure you're accurate. And so, uh, you know, really, really paying attention. And, and it's probably the same for every carpenter, regardless with dyslexia or not. But uh, I know... I know some struggles that I deal with as a finished carpenter or in construction or really in any aspect of life is I, um, I've always struggled with any type of failure uh, because I relay it, you know, it always goes back to my dyslexic uh, roots and you're failing because of this and that really... Uh, it's something I will probably struggle with until I die. And I, my wife is very helpful with reminding me, you know, everyone struggles with this. But as a dyslexic person, a lot of times I, you know, this is because I'm dyslexic and it's really hard. And, and so those are some things that I, I really struggled with at an early age if I would make – or not an early age but an early business is if I would make mistakes or, you know, things didn't work out the way they should – uh, my mind would, you know, this is because you're dyslexic and I don't know if you can do that. And so uh, those struggles, uh, although our lies, they're real struggles. And I will say that it's a lie. It's not a, it's not truth that you can't do it because you're dyslexic. Uh, that's, that's a lie. But it is something that you, you deal with. Um, at least I do. I don't know, you know, obviously everyone handles dyslexia a little different, but I really, really struggle with failure that's my fault, I guess I would say. Um, I know as a little boy, um, you struggled with anger issues. And I know that as you got older, they were still there in what you just said about feeling like a failure. Um, can you... Can you expound on what God did for you in the anger issue? I mean, how you walked through that. And maybe you still have some anger here or there, but God has really helped you with the uh, anger side of dyslexia. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I think it goes to my wife pointing it out. Um, and, you know, there is over the... Seventeen and a half years of marriage, there has been some some pretty good struggles that my wife and I have had, and a lot of it stems from me struggling with those, you know, frustrations and anger. Um, and it's it's definitely something that you got to be. I have to be weird, you know, aware of and constantly um, in check of. Uh, I can tend to get really down on myself if things don't work out. And uh, as I've gotten older, the, the anger is less. Uh, you know, if things get super stressful or really difficult, um, you know, those, those emotions can come back. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're aware of it, it is helpful. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I struggle with it a lot. I mean, just recently I spent uh, 12 hours at work um, because I made a mistake in measuring and made a mistake on a job, and uh, the mistake I made would not pass code. And uh, I am a self-taught, by the most part, self-taught finished carpenter. And so 
Um, I had to stay probably an extra five hours at work um, because I, I, there's, I can't allow that, you know, I can't, that whatever I was doing would, would not pass. And so I had to make sure that was fixed. Can you share with our listeners, you talked about God earlier when you began, but can you share with our listeners uh, at what age you totally trusted and who Christ was and you know, what happened during that time? Yeah, I, I it was uh, in February um, as a nine-year-old. Uh, my dad was preaching and um, felt the drawing, I would say, of the Lord and went down and uh, trusted him. Um, and then, you know, life went on. Life was pretty much, you know, just what been pretty normal. Uh, for, you know, a pastor's kid. And then as when my dad passed away at um, 18, I went into a pretty dark time. And, and there I knew that I was saved. And the reason I know that I was saved is because I always knew I tried to do things that were wrong or things that were not in, uh, not in line with what uh, I was raised to do. And the the Holy Spirit, I know, was there always saying, you know, pump the brakes, let's not do that. And so um, I'm, I'm very grateful uh, that I do have a relationship with Christ. I'm thankful for the churches that I've been involved in. Um, without him, uh, life is a whole lot more hard. It's a whole lot more difficult. Life is difficult on its own, uh, but without Christ, uh, it's it's just about unbearable. So I'm very, very thankful that uh, I am his child and that I can rely on him and know that he cares for me and that he helps me through my dyslexia. He helps me through all the issues that come through that and makes life uh, enjoyable. As well with those out there that are listening, it's in very important that you have a, uh, that you know Christ and that you have your relationship with him. Uh, this isn't a, this isn't something that can be passed up or taken lightly. Knowing Christ as your Savior is essential to life and to the pursuits of any person uh, without him it isn't it isn't something that we can just lightly pass off and so i would strongly suggest uh, that you find a church and know christ uh, as your savior we're so grateful to you mark my son for being willing to share with us the difficulties that dyslexia may bring into your life as a child and also as an adult. Our theme verse comes to mind here. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And we know when our dyslexia sets in, it makes us very weak. I want to thank you for listening today. Our goal here on Because of Grace is to point you to Christ, as Mark had told us how to be saved, our only hope for salvation. 
and rest in Him and His extraordinary gift of eternal life. We need to trust that He has everything under control. So until we meet again, may our Lord bless you as you serve Him because of His amazing grace. Thank you for joining us for Because of Grace with Diana Carroll. We trust that through our study of God's Word and His abundant grace, you've received hope and rest to your weary soul. For more information about Diana and her ministry, visit dianasdiary.com. That's dianas, with two N's, diary.com. You can also revisit this broadcast via Spotify and check out Diana's two-minute devotional, Discovering Grace, as well. It's been a privilege being with you today. And until next time, rest in the goodness of God's grace. Because of Grace is a ministry of Diana Carroll and a production of Key Radio.